you've found the Rock Hesperia and are on your way to building a solid life. We make disciples here. If you, your children, or anyone comes to Jesus, hears his sayings, and does them, your life will become solid. So let's get to it. Amen, amen. I was talking to a dear friend of mine this morning just before church started, and we were talking about application of the Word of God. That if we just come and learn a bunch of nice things that we can't do anything with, well, what's the good of that? Who, who wins? Who's blessed? By more knowledge unapplied. Nobody. We want to apply this knowledge that we get. And so I want to encourage you today to let that be a truth for you. This message today is part of the series called Our Declaration. So if you're taking notes, and I encourage you always to take notes, it's Our Declaration. And today is, so I open my heart today to hear God speak. That's a long title. I'm going to give it to you again. So, I open my heart today to hear God speak. This is an interesting message, a little meta. Does anyone know what meta means? Kind of on the nose. I, I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So, I open my heart today to hear God speak a word. We're going to dig into that. He's going to speak to you even through that. Somebody say amen. The more prepared you are when you come in, the more equipped you are when you walk out. Because God will speak. Numbers 23, 19, if you want to just put a finger there in Numbers in the Old Testament, 23, 19. And then in the New Testament, John 15, 15. All right. Everybody there? Everyone feel good? Like we have a starting place? We can get there together? Hallelujah. So we've talked about in weeks past, I am who it says I am. We're talking about the Bible, the Word of God. I am who it says I am. It speaks to identity. You have an identity. God has purposed you, put you here, wherever here is for you. Here for us is in Apple Valley, and it's at the Rock and Hesperia. Here is in a family with five kids, <laughs> and praise the Lord, three adults. Amen. Amen. We need the help. The Lord has positioned us around people and ministry leaders who are leading so well, so excellently. So when you jump on that rock team right after church in the next room, you're going to be blessed because their hearts are for you. We're talking about our identity. God has positioned us for a reason because who you are, who he made you to be, is exactly who he wanted you to be. And what you have to offer, I can have what it says I can have. That talks to our, our inheritance because we're part of the family of God. We get stuff. Jesus went away. When somebody dies, there's an inheritance, there's a will. Jesus left his will, the new covenant, and we get all of that. And we get all the old covenant too. God is a good God. I can do what it says I can do. The things that you're meant to accomplish on this earth, God has set those things up in advance. These good works that you should walk in them. Say, I should. Now we get the opportunity to say, I will. I like that. So those who have been here the last few weeks, I know that's not everybody, but play along, is uh, do you believe it? Now that you've heard it, do you believe it? Hebrews, let's put up the scripture. I think it's 11.6. It says, 
But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Of those who diligently seek him. Believe is a verb. Someone say believe is a verb. It's not just information that you've gotten in. Not just input. All right, I know that now. Okay, great. I know where San Diego is. I don't want to drive there. I'd like to be there maybe, but I don't want to drive there. Does that make sense? It's a, it's a long way, isn't it, Brennan? It's a very long way. So faith. Let's talk about faith in a real practical application. I was going to prepare this, but I didn't. Let me see how these chairs work. This is the chair. Come up here. Faith works like this. Let me explain. I sat down in the chair for the podcast listeners. They're like, what is going on? If you believe that this chair is going to support you and not let you drop to the ground and hurt yourself and look like an idiot, then you will sit in it. If you believe that this chair might just give out about four seconds in, that's not faith. You're going to have really strong thighs, right? No, faith does this. Faith rests knowing that God has got this. I should preach from here the rest of the day. No, I'm just kidding. But that's what faith is about. Believing what God says allows us to get into operation with the things that he's letting us do. Partnering with him, though scripture says the Lord working with them, we'll get to that. So we must believe that God exists and we must believe that he rewards us for diligently seeking him. What does diligence mean? Diligence, constant in effort to accomplish something, constant attentive and persistent in doing anything, and done or pursued with persevering attention. Persevering attention. I'm not going to give up on this thing, even if it looks bleak today. God has something in the pipeline. You just keep standing on his promise until you see it come to pass. You just keep thanking him until you see that miracle manifest in your life. Somebody tell me amen. If you believe it, if you speak it, you'll get it. That is what the Word says. Praise God. Any parents here who wish their kids would diligently pursue the instructions you give them? Man, we, we just all came together right now. You see the unity in the house? God's going to command blessing right here because the Scripture also says that. Diligently pursue what the parents say with constant attention, my poor parents, they had me. Someone this morning said, I know what it's like to raise a boy. So you, get, you can have that prime seat up in the front row. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I would, this is going to sound off, but just go with it. I think I had a good heart, an earnest heart. Mom, Papa would say something, oh, okay, and I would begin to go do it. That's a good thing. Somewhere between the command 
and the execution, I lost my way. <laughs> Nearly every time. I didn't want to lose my way. I didn't want to get off track, but somehow I found myself entirely somewhere else. What was I doing? I just didn't remember what I was instructed to do. Squirrel. And I'm off doing something else. And they'd find me, and the, the, so much grace. I got so much grace, and I needed to thank God. That's why I'm still here. Oh, and my kids are so much better than I was. And so if I ever get frustrated, I just repent right away. Oh, Lord, at least I didn't get me. Anyone want to say amen to that? Can you relate? That's good. So I, I, uh, I want to encourage all the parents here that you're not alone. <laughs> God has a plan for your kids. You keep teaching them. You keep bringing them up. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. Train up a child in the way he should go. When he's old, he won't depart from it. it he, God certainly won't depart from him or her. After Jesus, anyone remember the parable of the sower sows the word? Show of hands, sower sows the word. Anyone hear that? Looks like some people have gone through Operation Solid Lives Level 3. The only way to get to Level 3, by the way, so you can participate in this, is to go to Level 1. So let me encourage you once again, get signed up. This is going to be an all-play this time, like Pictionary. We're all doing it. Jen and I are going to go to Level 1 again. We've been like six, seven times. I love OSL. What can I say? So sign up today. It's going to bless your life. So Jesus tells the parable, the sower sows the word, and you know it falls on four different types of ground. And these are the people that get to hear the word. There are other people he doesn't even talk about who don't hear the word. That's a scary proposition. People who never get the chance to say yes, never get the chance to, to get redeemed, never get the chance to have their sins forgiven. What? Now that's maybe a message for another time. That was so heavy. Let's lighten it, lighten it back up. The people who did hear, how's that? Four types of ground, and Jesus in Mark 4, verse 9 says, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. It's, it's important and it's interesting that Jesus says that. Around here, we've all got some ears. But just like me, I could, I could hear it, and I could start doing it, and then... The sun comes up on something else I'm interested in and immediately burns it up because there's no root in it. <laughs> there was no root in me to finish that task, to go complete what I was set to. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. The Greek word for that is akuo. Say akuo. It means to learn, to understand, or to perceive. To perceive. Let's say, picture yourself here in, in a crowded area the supermarket and somebody shouts out call 911 now you may not know exactly what's going on but if you've got a cell phone you should be dialing 911 and they you don't have to have all the answers they pick up 911 emergency i don't know what's going on but i'm at the stater brothers and somebody said to call 911 you need to get here now somebody needs help amen you know enough to start, to perceive that something is shifting. This is not just a regular trip to the market today. Somebody needs help. Well, I better participate in that. 
need to call Phil. Get down here now. Amen. Phil saves people's lives. So there you go. And loves the attention. 1 Samuel 3.10. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak for your servant hears. The Hebrew word is shameh. Shameh. It's close. I wasn't raised Hebrew, so you gotta, I do the best I can. Shameh. It means to listen with attentive interest and obey. So Samuel, picture Samuel. Isn't Samuel beautiful? I think every parent who reads this, this story in the book of 1 Samuel, you see Eli, and Eli finally gets it after a couple times. Samuel comes running in from his bed, from sleeping. It's like, you called me. Here I am, ready to serve. What, what do you need? I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Right. Here I am. You called me. I didn't call you. Go back to bed. The third time, he, Eli gets it. Okay. It's the Lord. She said, next time you hear it, say this. And Samuel, sure enough, says, speak for your servant hears. I'm ready to take this in deep and obey. I love that. I want to picture my own kids being that attentive. All of our kids, the, this David generation, these giant slayers who are going to be equipped with the Word of God with their own identities. Uh, they are who the Bible says they are. They can have what the Bible says they can have. They can do what the Bible says they can do. The Lord is speaking through His Word. That's our kids. And church, let me commission you right now. If you've never heard it before, and I doubt that, but let's start speaking that into them at every turn. You are made for something so much bigger than you can even imagine. You are going to slay some giants. You're going to rescue some people from destruction because the Lord is with you. Amen. Hearing, biblical hearing, the akuo, it's not automatic. It's not automatic. Anyone here have an ATM card? Yes, a couple people, okay. Anybody else here have an ATM card? Talk to me, thank you. So you can, you can go to the ATM all you want. Put the little card in the slot. If there's no money inside, if you haven't put money in, you cannot take money out. Input, output. I think tithe is interesting. We were doing tithes and offerings. We were honoring the Lord, right? So what happens? God initiates always. God is always the initiator. God has given you life and breath and strength and ability and employment, and you make a paycheck. Okay, so now we get paid. God has done his investing part into us. So we come with thankful hearts and return biblically Right? O obedient to the word. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. You'll have plenty, Mariah was talking about. So we return that first 10% in tithe. Input, divine input to us from the Lord. Now output. This is a blessed cycle. And then because we're obedient, what happens? God promises in the Bible I will open the windows of heaven over you and pour out such blessing you will not have room enough to contain it all. Thank you, Lord. If anyone has not, this is the word God used, put me to the test. Test me in this. If anyone hasn't because of fear, that 10%, it's not nothing. 
The Lord gets that. It's not nothing. I get that. It's not nothing. But if you will test him in it, he says, see if I won't do it. Those who come to God must believe that he is, and if God exists and he does require stuff of us, we got to do it. And if he also says, I'm a rewarder of those who diligently seek me, he will do it. Let's keep going. Kids will often say, well, just look at all these checks. You have more checks. Just keep writing checks. They don't know. There's got to be money to back that up. So whether you're, it's an ATM mentality, no, we need, to, we need to be filled with the word of God to know what, what are we about. I must be about my father's business, Jesus said. That's what we need to be about. And who knows that God gives so much more than he gets. Amen? That's a, that's a great exchange right there. We haven't even talked about salvation. We're just talking about tithing. That's a great exchange. I'll tell you what. I'll give you everything, and it's only going to cost you 10%. How often can I do this deal? That's what I want to know. Keep it coming. And I will too in obedience. Praise the Lord. Let's look at Amos 3, verse 7. This is coming from the New International Revised Version. Don't panic. We like the new King James around here, and we read together. But it says, The Lord and King never does anything without telling his servants the prophets about it. Never does anything without first telling his servants the prophets about it. And you may be thinking, servant, prophet? I don't even see myself in that zone. I wouldn't use those words to classify me. Anybody? We're telling the truth? But look at how God opens this up to speak directly to our hearts today. John 15, 15. No longer do I call you servants, Jesus says, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. And I like how the NLT, the New Living Translation, says the, the next part of this. It says, now you are my friends since I have told you everything. I have told you everything. Jesus told us everything. Everything. Do you see what I'm holding up? Everything. In John 1, verse 1, we read, In the beginning was the Word, the Bible, the Word of God incarnate. Well, not incarnate, but the Word of God as a person, the Word of God who is living, Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Who are we talking about? Jesus himself. He is the embodiment of the Bible. Jesus told us everything, and he told us that he told us everything. He's trying to get a message through. Do you see it? Amen. He's trying to convince us. Say, he's trying to convince us. Amen. Second Peter 1, verses 3 and 4. Second Peter verse, chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Everything we need to live and to live holy, he's given us through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Verse 4, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. 
okay, now how do we get any exceedingly great and precious promise from the Lord? Any guesses? The Word of God. The Bible that we have on our phones or probably 17 different copies around our house. Amen? Amen. You know it's true. We should really get this Bible. All right. So he gave us the Bible, so we say, this is my Bible. And it is what? It is God speaking to me. It's personal. It's personal with God. When God speaks to us, we can trust him. But don't take my word for it. Take God's word for it. In Numbers 23, verse 19, it says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. That means change his mind, turn away from, do the other thing. Has he said it, and will he not do it? Has he spoken it, and will he not make it good? These are like rhetorical questions. They're ridiculous. Of course, if he's put himself on the hook, he's going to follow through. That's what we call trustworthy. That's what we call faithful and true. Somebody who comes through, we call faithful. And I like, I like in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9, how he labels himself. Therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God. And what does he call himself here? Read it. The faithful God. Hey, I'm God. The faithful God. Like, you don't have to worry about it. I'm going to come through. It's covered. Everything I said, you can take it to the bank, so to speak. Yes? Amen. I'm the faithful God who keeps covenant. Someone say covenant. This is this rich, deep life and death agreement between two parties that say, no matter what, I will follow through on this. And, and it's the blessings and the curses. So it, it, it's not necessarily all good news. It's good news for God's faithfulness to his word, that we can believe him, but we need to get on the right side of this covenant with him. We need to be in covenant with him. He has promises for those who are outside of covenant. He has promises for those that are inside of covenant. Let's be those people who get inside this covenant with him. That says, my strength, the Lord says, will fill in all your weakness. My strength will fill in all of your weakness. So you don't have to sweat not being good at this or needing this. And he's got his whole body, each part, knit together, doing its share, causing growth for the body. That's what covenant is. And God, God is a covenant maker. He, it's like he can't help himself. He just wants us to know, look, I'm coming through for you. Everything's good. Praise the Lord. The faithful God. In Revelation 19.11, Now I saw heaven open, John said, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called Faithful and True. Say, Faithful and True. Who are we talking about? Jesus. This is the revelation of Jesus. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. This is my Bible. It is God speaking to me. So I open my heart today to hear God speak a word. His name is called the Word of God. 
in Acts 16.31, it says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe the word, and you will be saved. You and your household. That's a word for somebody today. Somebody knows my household needs to be saved, not just me. I'm not the only one who wants... Who, it's not good enough for just me to go to heaven. It's not good enough for me to be the only one in my family provided for and not struggling and not starving. It's not good enough for me to be the only one who gets healing here on earth where we need the healing. There's no more sickness or tears or death or lack in heaven. The streets are paved with gold, the finest gold. We don't have any need for all, all kinds of blessings up in heaven that we need here. But that's why he tells us in the Bible, you got them. If you partner with me in covenant, you got them. They're yours. Believe. This is my Bible. It is God speaking to me. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I open my heart today to hear God speak a word that will change my life forever we are in the business so to speak of changing lives here at the rock we build solid lives most lives we come in contact with are shaky they are founded not on the rock they didn't they don't dig deep and lay a foundation on the rock so when the storms of life come and they come we are not even shaken by them because we are solid, being built solid through services and discipleship and groups and serving on teams. We, we have a solid, like, like picture like a, a sheer rock face. We got like four, all four limbs clinging tight. We're in a group, on a team, coming to services regularly in the discipleship. That's a solid position. We don't want to do one of these Tom Cruise numbers and just kind of hanging off by one, and, and God, we're just hoping that he makes it. No, no, we want to be secure and solid. And here we try with everything that we can to invite you, oh, get solid with us. Get solid with us. You remember in Genesis, the creation story, God was making all kinds of stuff, and he was making it through words, right? He was speaking these things out. Do you remember that? So why do we have light? Because God said it. Let there be light. Bam, there was light. Now all of a sudden, what's the darkness going to do? Not be there where light is. We have light because God said it. We have land and sky and sea. Why? Because God said it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We have grass and trees and fruit and animals and meat. I don't know you all yet. Was that safe? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Pass the barbecue sauce. Because God said it. He creates things with his words, and so do we. We say the same thing he says. So when his word speaks to us, like on a day like today, Oh, we'll say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We have air and breath and life. Why? Because God said it. Let us make man in our image and our likeness. Breathe the breath of life into us. God said it, 
and it happened. Here we are. Abraham's descendants are too numerous to count, just like God said, because he said it. And all nations now are blessed through Abraham. Joshua knew that God would be with him. Why? Because God said it. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. David has a descendant on the throne now and forever. Why? Because God said it. And Jesus comes from the line of who? David. That's right. Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you. Why? Because he said it. You have a friend now that sticks closer than even a brother. Thank you, Lord. We know we are saved. Why? Because he said it. Amen. No one will be able to pluck you from my hand, the Lord says. Is that good? Would you rise to your feet with me and let's, let's do something with this message right now. Let's do something with it, not just receive information in, but commit to the Lord to do something with it. Lord, you've spoken to us. Come on, say these things with me. I need to hear God speak to me. I open my own heart to hear God speak to me. All the time. Anytime. Because he will speak to me. Because he is speaking to me. God wants to improve my life. And I welcome him to do it. Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. We will obey. Praise God. Can we lift a shout of praise to the Lord? Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us. Thank you for speaking precious promises, exceedingly great promises over us. We receive them in the name of Jesus today. We clap in agreement. Amen, amen. And what I want to do right now is we're all standing and we're in this moment, even when we dim the lights, can we do it right now? I want to invite you to take a step, a literal step even. We have our prayer team gathered here, thank you, and they are equipped to handle what you bring. It doesn't matter what you bring. Maybe you need to confess something and get agreement and get some accountability, get a friend to stick with you. Maybe you need agreement or you need someone to speak into you directly and say, yes, God has that covered. No, you're not crazy for thinking that he wants to do that. This, 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 these people right here. And as my wife comes to meet me up here, I want to invite you, if, if you've never given your life and said, Jesus, I want a part of this thing. Maybe you're hearing it and it sounds so great today, but you've never gotten a part of Jesus' family, of God's family. Today is your day of salvation. To be rescued, we've all made mistakes, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, eternal separation from God. God never intended that for us, for humans. He never intended it. We get the opportunity to choose him and say, rescue me from the penalty I deserve. Because no one's perfect. And so we are going to be available to you right here, right now. This is the day if you need us. If you need anything, you come to any of our prayer team. I encourage you to start moving right now from where you are. Just come pray together. Let's come find the goodness of the Lord together right now. And we're going to give you some moments to do that. I welcome you if you've never given your life over to Jesus and say, let's trade. Let's trade. You take this broken, 
bruised, flat, lifeless husk and give me your life, your abundant life that you promised in, in the book of John. I've come, Jesus said, that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Anybody have a prayer request today? I know this is a little bit on the spot. I'm looking at you and everything, but this is our time where we pray together. Come on, let's start making a move, and let's get our prayers answered. We will agree with you. One will put a 1,000 to flight, the Bible says, two, 10,000. I don't know who needs to be put to flight in your life today, but the Lord will receive you, and you will be seeing things break loose in the spirit and in the natural because you've decided to take a step out. This is that time. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Even as people are coming and receiving what they need from you and agreement from these who are so qualified to meet needs, we release the power of God through our words. You command blessing where there is unity. We thank you for speaking your word clearly to us today, and we know that our identity, our empowerment, our inheritance, because you have spoken to us, is ours. We claim it in Jesus' name. We open up our own hearts today to hear you speak to us and change our lives forever. Thank you for giving us ears to hear, not just ears that casually listen. We are not of those who come to church, sit here, and just listen and leave the same. We are those who come to Jesus hear your sayings, and do them. You are building a solid. You are building a solid. We dig deep right in this moment as you're bringing things to our memory. Oh, I need to address that. And there's no safer place than right here together where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is liberty, no more bondage, no more addiction, no more oppression, no more lack, no more sickness and disease, no more death and pain and tears. Lord, we are above only. You've established us there. You lift us up to be with You. We, we soar as on wings of eagles. We receive all these exceedingly great and precious promises because we trust you to follow through on your word because you are faithful and true, the faithful God. Church, even as you're there in the seats, would you just stretch hands and extend your hands, your right hand of blessing towards these up here who are praying and pray along with us. Intercession is amazing. You get to participate in the divine plan of God. We come together in agreement as a church body and say we agree with everything that is being prayed up here that every promise of God in Jesus is yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us through us as intercessors through us as those being willing to trust somebody with a prayer Lord we agree together bless blessing only the curse is all broken. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, the powerful work that you're doing in this church right now. You are shoring up people's lives, building us solid. 
Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of rescue. Today is the day of healing. Today is the day of provision. Today is the day of restoration, of reconciliation. Thank you for committing to us that ministry, Lord, that we can walk out of this place strong, filled with your Holy Spirit, and able and willing to go to those who need to hear the gospel, the good news that you have come and paid the price. Nobody is exempt, but we can receive you and have our destiny changed in an instant. We trust you for it, Lord. We exalt you. We lift you up. The name above every name, Jesus Christ. We love you. And church, I want to leave you with this. Expect signs and wonders to follow you as you take the Word of God out of this house and say only what the Lord has said. He will do it. He will do it for you. Now is your time. Do not delay. It's, this salvation is not for tomorrow. Expect miracles to follow in your wake. Expect it. Mark 16, verses 19 and 20. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, what were we talking about today? The Lord speaking. I opened my heart to hear God speak. After the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And now this is the part for us, verse 20. And his disciples went out and preached everywhere. His disciples went out, say went out, and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. And then it says what? Amen. So be it. This is our stamp of approval, our declaration to say, make it happen. Lord, we trust you. Amen. So be it. Let it be unto me as you have said. And in Deuteronomy 121, it says, look. The Lord your God has set the land before you. Think about it, your neighborhood, your workplace, where you go to school, every classroom you walk into, even the grocery store, even the gas station, even La Casita, wherever you are. Look, the land your God, the Lord your God has set the land before you. What does he tell us to do? Go up and possess it. Get in there. Live there. Command blessing over that place. It may be all of Hesperia, all of the high desert and beyond. We are not satisfied with the number of seats that we put out right now. We are satisfied when we cannot help. We have got to go buy more chairs, do more services, be open longer. Why? Because... People matter to God. Go up and possess it. As the Lord God of your fathers has spoken to you, do not fear. Do not be discouraged. Our hearts are for you today. And the Lord reminds you that His heart is for you. His heart is for you. Would you take this word and go deliver it like an armored truck? When you... When you pick up the good stuff, the Lord says, okay, he loads up the truck. 
you have to get it to the place that it belongs and get that thing unloaded or else you're stealing it. We, we are not thieves here. We won't keep the good stuff all to ourselves and be stingy with it. Say, I will let it out, out of my mouth to anyone who listen. Bless the Lord. Can we give him a shout of praise? Thank you, Lord, for speaking your servants here today.